So uh, for those who have listened to the show before, um, you know, it usually goes for about five hours, so this will be the shortest show that we ever do, uh, probably ever. So, uh, so we'll get started just by letting you know. We are the RF Generation Collector Cast. My name is Bill McGee. I'm on the forums, uh, pretty much any forum you're probably on is Wild Bill 52 This guy is? I'm uh, on the show, I'm Duke Togo, um, but Chris Cantrell is my name, and um, we kind of got started way back with uh, our other co-host, uh, Crabmaster, who couldn't be with us today. So if you're listening to the show, he's our Canadian buddy from the far the northern reaches. Um, yeah. You say Canada around here, and some people think, like, oh, Ontario? Why no, do we drive no, down? No, no, We're talking about, like, the great white wilderness up yeah. there. And you guys watch Axemen? That's where he lives. <laughs> Ice uh, road truckers. Yeah. Right? So, but just a little background on Krabby because he can't be here to defend yeah. himself. Um, <laughs> so we'll take I, full advantage. He's an of awesome dude. Work. He's got a great YouTube channel. Um, I believe it's Two Thousand Crabmaster is his YouTube channel. It is. It is. Um, at his job, he's lucky enough to be able to play Nintendo games. Uh, it's almost like just a, don't tell his boss. Yeah. He, right. he kind of has to be on call, like in case anything happens. But he just completes uh, Nintendo games and then posts them on YouTube on a regular basis. He has hundreds of completed. Anybody games. ever watched watched any of his stuff? All right, we've got. Oh, uh, you follow him? He's like a monster, isn't he? I mean, I watch this stuff and I'm like, you gotta be kidding me, dude, really? I'm like, we'll sit down, we'll do, like, we've got a couple of playthrough videos, right? And we'll sit down and he's like, okay, well, you play through it, kind of get an idea of it. And, like, I'm talking to him, like, okay, I got to, like, level two. He's like, oh, I had no, I had my best speed runs after that. Just careful on the table because, oh. you know, got that, I don't have that, like, spider mount. That's so right, I forget Bill's mic's a little different I know, than mine, I wanted but. to get a mount, but I couldn't afford it. But, yeah, he's kind of like some kind of savant when it comes to NES games. I really and, don't know what it and is. And I love that he doesn't just play through, like, like, like halfway through the video, he'll, like, die and have to start again. And I'm like, I love that you put the learning yeah, process no of you playing the game on there. So he'll just turn it on and play it until he beats it. So a quarter through the video, he dies, he starts over. Which is great, because you get to see, like, oh, wow. And once, the thing is, I'll hit a level, and I'll make a mistake, and I'll die a thousand times. He dies once, and he's like, I will not die that way again. And he, it's, it's really depressing. And he beats those games that you're like, no. No, like, no, like okay, Back to the Future 2 and 3, no. Nobody Done. plays that, right? Ten minutes. <laughs> I believe he still holds the record for completing uh, Ninja Turtles on the NES. Yeah, uh, he's the, the TMNT Galaxies, uh, record, record holder. So he's pretty proud of that. What is well. this, a Krabby show? Well, we got to talk a little bit about him because you know, he's not joint. here. Um, but he has a really awesome collection. Um, some of the keys, I would probably say, is he is a stadium events owner. He all he did get a good deal on that one. He also has two um, Extertainment Super Nintendo bikes, the gym models. He's currently selling one off in case anybody has some cash burning a hole in your pocket. A lot of and car. Want, and if you want a holy grail of Super Nintendo collecting, you can go take a look for that. Um, they're beautiful, and they both run wonderfully. Um, but he's a big collector. If, if you listen to the show, you know we're probably all pretty big NES guys. Um, but um, a little bit about what? Do what? 32X. Hey, whatever. Like, all right. So, a little bit about myself and my collecting, for those of you who don't listen to the show. Um, I've been doing this pretty much my whole life, you know, I, from being a small kid, being a, a little older than these guys a little bit. I lived through the heyday, right? So, I started off with the Atari 2600 in my house, played the ungodly Donkey Kong port 500 million times, um, but loved the heck out of it. But really, I was like at that prime age when the NES hit, and there was... I went over to my cousin's like right after that first Christmas because we'd go down to Oklahoma and that's where my dad lived and he lived down there too. And he had gotten the NES for Christmas, you know, the whole set, you know, Rob, the whole shebang. And we sit down and I just remember, I mean, still like just playing Super Mario Brothers and just being like, oh my God, this is like the second coming or something. Um, but we had always had a lot of fun with that and really that got me started. And I, I mean, to this day, that same Rob that I started, that my cousin had, you know, way back when, in 87, probably when I saw him, I've still got that to this day. A lot of my original NES cards, I've still got those. And I've really built a pretty big collection around that. So I'm about 13 NES cards away from a full US set. I also have a, quite a few PAL and a lot of Famicom as well. NES 8-bit's really the focus of my collecting. I'm at around 1,100 titles total for NES 8-bit. Now, I do a lot else, so my total collection is around 2,100 pieces. Mostly 8-bit stuff, but I do kind of go with a little bit, some all the way up into modern gen, but I have a lot of fun with it and whatnot. Bill? I also collect NES mainly. Um, I'm a, a box complete guy, though. Um, 
and people hear that and they're like, oh, you must have a lot of money. And I'm like, uh, you really got to I don't, so you really got to make it work. Right. Um, so uh, it's getting harder these days with a lot more people on Craigslist. Like, I buy your games, sell me your games. I'm a real collector. No, you're not. So, yeah, seriously. Um, yeah, you're a You store. guys see those, right? Yeah. And, or uh, have them, right? Yeah. <laughs> You guys are the problem, um, but no, it's uh, so yeah. My my box collection it's right around three hundred and fifty eight uh, pieces, um, uh, all uh, complete NES, and that's just my NES collection. I'm one game away from a complete thirty two X box set, um, and oddly enough, it is Spider Man, um, which does come up fairly often. Just it demands a high price. Um, I was very lucky to get my uh, Pitfall uh, for forty bucks, complete with the uh, uh, with the poster. I get to hear and, a lot about the poster. Yeah, that's and I didn't even know that. Like I was, I was like, oh, I'm looking for complete thirty two X, and someone's like, gotta get that poster. So I was like, all right, I'll find one with the poster, and I got it was actually on Sega Age. I was surprised I got it for that price. Um, and then uh, the other one that was tricky um, is World Series Baseball. I ended up getting that one. Um, I paid close to retail for it. I don't want to tell you what I paid for it because I try not to pay retail whenever I can. I paid one fifty. Uh, so um, that's kind of where I'm at. Um, I've got a little bit, a little bit of everything. I collect NES through um, through Dreamcast mainly. I do play current gen and modern games, uh, PC, 360, you know, PS3, all that stuff. Um, but I don't collect them. Um, I'm, I'm very against selling any of my old stuff. But I don't mind, you know, uh, flipping over newer stuff. I just, I, I personally feel like current gen collecting is silly. But I know some people do collect that stuff. So that's a little bit about us. Um, if you listen to the show, you might already know that. If you don't listen to the show, now you know. Why are you not? Mind. Speaking of listening to the show, Bill, where can people find us? Um, there's a, a handful of places. We'll just go through them real quick because we're short on time. Uh, collectorcast.com, all of our shows uh, link right to there. RFGeneration.com is where we get most of the small scores that we talk about uh, for hours and hours on the show. Um, we do have a Facebook page that's linked to our Twitter. They're both just CollectorCast. Um, and then we both have personal uh, uh, Twitter accounts. I have cards if any of you want to follow us on Twitter later on. And uh, YouTube, besides uh, Krabby's channel, which we're all big fans of, um, uh, on Duke's, uh, Chris's Duke's channel, um, we uh, post the, uh, uh, the shows on YouTube. So if you just want to stream them that way and not to subscribe or subscribe anyway, you can do yeah. that too. You can also catch, as you mentioned, Stitcher. So Stitcher. Stitcher Smart Radio if you like that as well. And what's the other one? Podcast Pickle? Podcast Pickle. We're on, we podcast, on Pickle. podcast Pickle. Due to popular demand, <laughs> we're on Podcast Pickle now. Definitely. So... Um, you want to move right on to the bulk of the show, which is normally small scores? Yeah, yeah. Um, if you've listened to our show for really, uh, our most of our shows compose two major pieces, right? So after our intros, we kind of talk a little bit about the scores that people pick up, things that we think are interesting and what we like. I mean, that's why we love the hobby, right? Because, yeah, there is some of that competition that goes on, like, oh, yeah, I got this one, I got that. But really, I think you'll find it, RFGen is more about, oh, you got that, that's awesome. It's really why I gravitated to this site. I mean, there's a, there's a lot of great sites out there with great marketplaces and great forums, but there is a little bit of, like, you can tell the feel of the population on a forum when you kind of get on there and you, and you throw something up there and you kind of get a little bit of, like, Oh whatever, I got that for ten bucks less last week, you know, like that kind of thing. So it's really more about, whoa, like you got that, that's super cool, and just those relationships that you foster end up getting you, you know, like just more trade partners, which is really great. So, who's on RF Gym? Oh, wonderful. All right, see so our people are here. Yep. All right, wonderful. <laughs> those of you that aren't, come on, man, really, you're <laughs> free. Looking, you're looking bad now. You're free. In the room. After that, uh, uh, Shadow's uh, uh, April Fool's joke, we're we're going to, we're going to be a paid site. Yeah, it's like a one-time donation. Like I'm surprised you did a uh, uh, April Fool's joke that involved donating <laughs> to, our, to our site, but no one got mad, I guess. No, oh, I think man. everybody took it pretty well. Um, well, most of you then I really don't have to sit forever and talk about it. A few that aren't RF Generation is the message board we kind of hang around, and it's got a lot of nice collecting tools. So you really kind of track your stuff and whatnot, and Android app. And I don't have to preach to the choir. Most of you are on there. Though. We can move past that. Right. I want to mention, since we have such a small group, we might just do some, some back and forth with the audience a little bit, but uh, as I mentioned, our show's really two big pieces, right? So there's small scores with stuff we love to talk about, and then we usually do a topic that's in that. So we're going to try to do like a compressed version of that here just for today, so hopefully we won't ramble as much as we normally ramble. And Some people, I, usually when they first get to the show, they're like, is that really five hours? Five, like, that's yeah. the first thing. Like, is that the, really? You put the cola in the wrong spot? Like, <laughs> yeah. No. yeah. And we're like, yeah, but we understand that our listeners probably can figure out how to pause. Yeah, someone, someone on, the, someone on the forum said uh, uh, when I first found out that the show was like five hours of talking about stuff that people have picked up for the month, I thought that's got to be oh, the most boring, boring sounding thing, thing I've ever heard. And they're like, but then I listened to it, and it was like the second most boring thing I've ever heard. 
And the thing that people love, of course, is when we talk about your stuff, right? I mean, because that's always, and we love doing it. I mean, well, that's yeah, why we I, I've only, I've, I was, uh, uh, Duke and Krabby started the show. I came on like the third or fourth episode as like an interview, and then I never went away. Um, and it's weird, like before I was on the show, I got really excited to say my name. And then like people still do that. They They're do like, that. oh, you said my name. So You guys are on the side. No, you, uh, I mean, we, we try to and it's funny because I don't really, you know, we just like talking about it. People are like, oh, it's cool, it's awesome, mm-hmm. or I'm going to get mentioned in the next show or whatever. I'm like, so uh, we, we did ask people to submit some scores via Twitter. Um, we got a couple, and I believe uh, they're in attendance today. So um, we have uh, uh, our very own Wayne Pay. Wayne Pay. In the, uh, uh, <laughs> in, the, the in the crowd today, who is the proud owner. We have to say it. You can't not say it. The proud owner of a Nintendo World Championship uh, 1990 cart. So if you just want to. So, so gank him in the. In the, money, so <laughs> the it's the not building. with him. It's I not here. I, I, I didn't bring it. No. <laughs> So, uh, so yeah. So Wayne picked up. Uh, I'm just gonna say because we have the microphone up oh, here. But, yeah, but yeah. We'll say it for the, for the Look show. Look at this. This is a good item, guys. <laughs> the guy, the guy uh, and he made a mistake. He listed it at four dollars and ninety-nine cents. It's supposed to be four hundred ninety-nine cents. Absolutely. As one of the, if not the rarest games on the sure, Nintendo, yeah. Wayne Silent Pay picked service. up a Silent Service. Boxed. Boxed. Is that, I bet it's complete. Is it complete? <laughs> is there is there a manual? Is there a manual? Because that's there? like eighty bucks, like no. by itself. <laughs> I couldn't find it. The, the, the running joke, I mean, most of you guys probably know, the running joke in RF Gen is uh, uh, that is just the game to have. Um, we actually were thinking about having silent service shirts made. Um, a single banana on the forums made one. We just didn't have it made. And the reason that whole thing started up was just because, I think really very at the beginning, I just talked about how when I was a kid, right, I saw and I played, you go to the rental store and everything, Never saw that freaking game ever. But now, like every time I go to any stores, there's like piles of that dang yeah. thing. It's, it's like, what's that joke like? Like Michael Bolton sold like 30 million albums. You know anyone who's got one? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they're Maybe, all I mean, sitting gra- in the store. Granted, shop. it's not our crowd or anything, but like still, it's but yeah, Silent Service. Um, and believe it or not, most of the collectors probably know this, but the the, the five screw people, like those variant guys, that five screw Silent Service is like an eighty hundred dollar cart. So it like people laugh find. at that, but it's like if you find a five screw Silent Service, you got a good deal on it probably. Yeah, definitely. Um, so thank you, Wayne. Five screw. <laughs> Five screw. <laughs> You're rich. <laughs> Should have been four ninety nine. And we we will talk about finding deals uh, at a convention later on, or the yeah, difficulty. Yeah, that's going to be our little topic them. today. Is kind of yeah. talk a little about convention. Our little one. So. so yeah. So uh, so other than uh, uh, Wayne's silent service, which no one's really going to touch, um, we do have a couple of uh, uh, regular RF Gen members uh, that post on the forums that we want to uh, give a real quick uh, recognition to. Um, one of our regular posters, uh, Retro Rage, picked up a Super Sprint cart now in and of itself is not you know you can always find those what's what what i enjoy is he mentioned that he has uh, six 10 gun carts left um i'm a real big believer in subsets um if you listen to the show so i love you know obviously the big ones nintendo black box you put them all together because they look beautiful i'm typically an alphabetical guy but no they're beautiful when you put them all together same thing with uh, the konami silver boxes they're gorgeous to a slightly lesser extent the capcoms because there's a couple different box styles some of them have that red border on them some of them are just all purple but still, got to put them together. Uh, Tecmos are actually surprisingly nice because they all have that black spine with like the red bar on the bottom. So again, like when they're all alphabetical, they're just kind of choppy. But you see them... all the box talk I have to put up with oh, like, man. all the time. Cardboard. Cardboard. I'm like, really, you can't play cardboard, man. Uh, yeah, the people who have complete games who decide who's cardboard all, all collectors re- all, here. All I really need is the cart. Those are my it's favorite people. Right. So I'm like, oh, you just want to sell your box in manual? That's amazing. Um, I'm looking for some stuff. So talk to me later if you uh, catch your after the show. Um, so yeah, so Retro Rage, very, very uh, uh, cool to be able to be that close to completing a subset. This next one, see, this gets me a little bit. So why? Because this is the one I always wanted. So oh really? Yeah, I didn't know that. So I had bought like a you know off Craigslist like a CDI lot, you know, like a long time ago, right? Forty bucks. I get all these CDI games, mostly garbage. I mean, I don't know if you've any played CDIs, but I had the controller, and why not? But the one I always wanted was Burn Cycle it's a good because game. that's the only one I heard that was any good whatsoever, it's a good game. and. Uh, and so I never could find it. I eventually sold it to Krabby, the whole set, because he wanted it. But then, yeah, Techie, so he grabbed a CDI with Burn Cycle, but he got that ungodly controller. So Yeah, not like the actual game controller model, like the single ones who you're playing. Have you guys seen it? It's like the remote that came with us, like a one-hander. Mm. It's garbage. But he got Burn Cycle. So you've played it, Bill. I played it on PC um, way back when it first came out. And uh, um, like most FMV games, it's a little bit like, let me try going this way. 
you died. Okay, let me <laughs> not go that way anymore. So it's a little bit of trial and error, but it's still a really cool, like, the beginning of the FMV uh, uh, games. Well, it was really like the it. cyberpunk thing, right? A little I mean, bit, so, yeah. So, like, it's back when, like, yeah. remember well, cyberpunk was such a thing. Like and, and, Bla and Blade Runner um, on PC is a very underrated game. I, there's actually someone who's got one in a display case here. Blade Runner's a really good PC game. Cyberpunk. Yeah, whatever, dude. So, um, besides that, Techie also cleaned out a closing play and trade. And I don't mean just their games, like all the signs and like, you know. Did so any now, of you see? I mean, if you guys are on RFGN, did you guys see the post where he's like, I have these 600 signs and I have. Yeah, I mean, like literally he went and then and just like whatever's left and he just bought the whole store. And, and I never, think of, I never think of doing stuff like that, but like in your own collection, just put those signs up like where your stuff yeah, is. Like yeah. Krabby got some display cases from a, what, a closing Toys R Us or something like that? Yeah. And they're just a full display cases that he keeps the stuff in now. But yeah, it's and the, well, the cool thing about that is I don't. I don't really that often collect like empty cases, but like once in a while you find some. A friend gives you something. Actually, someone gave me a, a an empty Dragon Force case for Saturn, so I was like, I'm not gonna find a disc for a decent price. But then you know, Krabby posts on on they have Kijiji up there, which is their Craigslist. Um, so he says, yeah, some guy just posted this like you know a lot of like disc based games, and I'm like, dude, just just get me that Dragon Force and ship it to me. So for free, I just get like a complete Dragon Force just in two different steps. So the cool thing about getting so all those like blank discs is. You just post like, "Hey, I cleaned out a play and trade," and there's got to be people who like, you know, want to kind of complete their things. Uh, I would think. Now this next one, all right. So I wasn't, I wasn't big during the the turtles phase, right? So this is younger guys. And this right? also goes to show that we, it's not just games. It's kind of cool, cool geeky yeah, stuff whatever. that we you all put pick this up. On the list. I'll Do you guys remember the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles coming out of their shells tour, the Pizza Hut uh, promo who thing? Yeah. All right. Oh Anybody man. Here? Uh, well, cool. Well, you already at Pizza Hut to play the Red Ten uh, Play Choice, right? So, like, while you're there, like, there's some Ninja Turtle stuff. So it was a series of like cassette tapes. They had like albums and stuff. I thought they were awesome. I remember playing this tape like in my front yard, like dancing, like to the Ninja Turtles uh, songs. So, so you know what happened to Bill. So the Saint of Pain, appropriately enough, the Saint of Pain found the the VHS. The v yeah, it is. Uh, the VHS of the coming out of their, the making of the coming out of their shells tour. And I really hope it's like a mockumentary, like Spinal Tap, like the Ninja Turtles were like hanging out backstage, just like bad. cutting their food up bad. and stuff. Well, we really wanted to make this album, you know, really stand out. Oh, I love that. That's so cool. I can't wait to get my own. I do like the next one, though. Shiboni picked up uh, Mega Man Soccer for $2.39. Don't you love it when you see that stuff? My You're Goodwill like, doesn't crap. have this stuff. Do your, does your Goodwill have anything? Nope. Yeah. The, the, the best find I ever found at Goodwill was like a dozen box games with the Ninja Gaiden trilogy, and that's it. But that's in like a hundred like trips to Goodwill a year. I got a Secret of Mana for three bucks one time, <sighs> so that was a good deal. But now, you, I mean, you guys probably see they've got that website where they auction everything off, so most everything gets sent to that. You really, it's harder to find things. But I always find like um, PlayStation One discs stuck in with the music CDs, so I usually flip, flip through those, and I found a bunch of CDI stuff there one time too. Oh, yeah. So. I think whatever they think won't sell, but that's pretty awesome to get Mega Man soccer. Not that I care about soccer. And the thing is, it said the, cool, the the weird thing was there was he might have lucked out because there was no decimal point. He showed the price tag; it just said two three nine. So other people might have thought, yeah, like Wayne, right, that they wanted the two hundred and thirty nine dollars, right? but he went up and he said, "This is two dollars and thirty nine cents, right?" Oh yeah, yeah. So man, good job, Shaboni. And then Gamer Nick. Gary Nick's yeah. one of our regular posters who um, I don't know where all this money comes from, but God bless him because he came away with a huge Saturn lot. Yeah, do you guys, if you guys are on site, you see his post, right? <laughs> and you're like, what on earth do you do for a living, right? He yeah. must work wherever Wayne worked. <laughs> mm -hmm. So big, big Saturn lot. The only game that I'm going to mention because I like this game a lot and I feel like a lot of people haven't played it is Enemy Zero. Um, and if you guys haven't played this game, it's a sci-fi game. Um, you're like on a spaceship. Uh, I won't give I won't give any spoilers away, but basically you have one weapon, and it's like kind of like a, a stun gun that like will incapacitate anything that's like within like six feet of you. Every enemy in the game, at least the beginning of the game, is invisible, so you can't see what's attacking you. You have like an alien style beep, beep, yes, and, as the, and as the oh, enemy gets closer to you. Beep, 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 beep. So, and you can't see anything. And you're scared to death. And the thing is, if you press this thing, um, like it incapacitates with, within about like six feet of you, but there's like a 10 second recharge on it. So if you do it too soon and the beeping still happens, oh my God! <laughs> and then you die from an invisible death. So it's a really cool game. Um, I don't really know that's, if that's it- Ken, That's Kenji Ino did that, mm -hmm. who recently passed away, and mm -hmm. God rest his soul. But he did the D games, so D, D2, and whatnot. Yeah, got a new D coming up pretty soon. Yeah, though, I don't know if that's related. That They just announced that D4. I don't yeah. know if it's technically, because there yeah, was we'll never see. a D3. Right. Yeah, it's pretty cool. 
There, well, there was the Mighty Ducks. Oh, <laughs> I'm sure that Kenji Eno totally wrote that script. Right? Got to be it. Lawsuit. So, and then you actually had a nice uh, uh, exchange. Yeah, this kind of kind of goes together a little bit, but um, I don't know what it is around me here lately. Like Super Nintendos have just been coming out of the woodwork. I've been picking them up for like ten bucks here, there, and everywhere, and. I, obviously don't need anymore, so just turn around, sell them on forums and whatnot. I'm sure a lot of you do that. kind of helps fund the collection. But um, our our wonderful Engel. Um, Engel. I think I he's the producer of Full House. Yeah. No, is it Full House? Is it Full House? Peter Engel? It was, no, it's or Saved the, by the Bell. Saved by the Bell. That's right. That's it, right? Mixing up my 80s. But I found, um, yeah, I picked up from a local gal. If you ever listen to the show, there's like this, and I mentioned, I mentioned it last time too, there's like this hoarder guy and he will just text me from time to time. He's like, here, I just got this stuff. Come buy it. And he sells it to me for like next to nothing. And they're not beautiful. I mean, you need to clean them up and whatnot. But it's really weird. I mean, I'm like, I don't know where this guy comes from. I don't know. You just kind of meet him in the shadows somewhere. And he like gives you like a garbage <laughs> bag. And there's like a bunch of stuff in it. And you're just like, I don't know. And um, so he gave my number to this other gal. And then so I start getting these text messages from her randomly. And it's that same sort of thing. It's just like, here, I've got this junk. Do you want it? And I'll just make her a low offer. She didn't care, right? It's just, I want to get this junk out of my house. So I got a, part of one of those was a um, mini Super Nintendo. So like the Model 2 and whatnot. So I got that. And uh, I think I paid 10 or whatnot. So I, I flipped around. I sold to Angle. He, um, he enjoyed that one. I actually don't like that model as much because you can't get RGB out on that one versus like the other models. But yeah, you know, I've got one just for, I just got one just for kicks. But um, that worked out pretty well. And then I wanted to take a second, like you guys here. So did anybody get anything really cool while you were here? <laughs> All right. So I see an Adventure Time cap. You got some apparel. I, All right, I, I see yeah. a backpack opening. Fortune Street. All right. Fifteen bucks. Fifteen bucks for the Wii. That's a good deal. Complete. Got the yeah. manual. I thought you were going to say Got the club the Nintendo win. code. Has it been used? <laughs> Probably not. The way it looks. <laughs> I need to hoard those things. I don't know about you guys. I don't know if I'm going to make platinum the next time around. I think, I think this might lead a little uh -oh, bit into... Oh, I see into... another bag opening uh, up. Uh, probably 15. Road Rash. Road Rash. Sega I play, CD. I played that on the 3DO, actually. I haven't yeah. played the Sega CD one. Is it pretty much the same? Do you yeah, know? Same. Yeah. 3DO is better, but... That's beautiful. That's the thing I hate about those cases and the Saturn cases, oh, yeah. is those manuals... Like, because the way it's held in, they always, like, bow, right? Got to get that styrofoam. You got to get, yeah. That's the same yeah. sort of thing. But you have to, like, take them out and press them every once in a while, because if not, they'll just bow so I'm, much. I'm so, and someone tell me if there is, but you know how, uh, like, Tusky and a handful of other people, they make the NES uh, box uh, styrofoam repro? I don't know anyone making that, like, say CD uh, 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 foam. Oh, yeah, no. I don't know. Okay, no one take that idea, because you're going <laughs> to see it pretty soon. We're going to put that right up with all the other crazy ideas you yep. come up with. I have lots yeah. of them. Like like Sega, like Sega re reproduction Sega CD Saturn plastic cases. Yeah. A ton of people have looked into doing this. Um, I've called some, uh, uh, my, my father-in-law deals with um, uh, uh, like fabricators in China for his line of work. He, he's an engineer for like scuba gear. Um, but uh, like we've talked to people over there, we're like, listen, if we give you one, like how can this get done? And there's all sorts of like like the piles of cash. Yeah, the design the, the design is owned by somebody, so you have to like you know license the design. And also, if no one has the molds, they have to make the molds. So making the molds is like five to seven thousand dollars per mold. And there's three pieces in that thing, so it's a fifteen thousand dollars startup cost, and then plus like the amount of pieces you need. So it's almost like you'd have to kickstart it. Um, just no one's done it yet, so maybe that'll happen eventually. No, because there's too many dollar sports titles out there, right? With good yeah. cases. Is that, if you, that's why you, if you're guys like me, when I hit the stores, I see dollar sports Saturn games, nope. and they've got nice cases, I'll just, yes, thank I, you. I, I'll, I, I'll take them all. I right? picked up a lot once. It, well, this guy just had a, a boatload of stuff, and like one of the boxes literally had 90 copies of a combination of two games, like NBA 98 for Saturn and right. World Series Baseball 98, all disc, insert, manual, back paper. Oh, the previous <laughs> owner bought all these for the cases. <laughs> you gotta kill, you know. You gotta, you gotta break a few eggs. So, yeah, that's the way it works. Um, anybody else grab anything really cool? I picked up like fifteen Saturn games. Fifteen? Um, anything good in there? Or is it just filling um, in holes? Mega Man Eight. Yeah, that's great. That's um, a great one. Do you like Mega Man? Uh, yeah. That's a good one to play. Um, some game on Sega you never heard of, Heart of the Alien. That was one Not that bad. was like with Flashback, right? Wasn't like the same team that did Flat Delphine Studios, yeah, wasn't that it? To Out of this world. That's it. Out yeah. of this world. Yeah, I knew because it had like that same sort of idea that went along with it. So that's pretty cool. Sculptor's Cut um, and a Bomberman for 
Just a sculptor's cut. Yeah, sculptor's cut. Who gives a crap about that? Whatevs. I only saw one of the show. I couldn't let it sit there. <laughs> <laughs> what if, you yeah. had to liberate it from its Probably confines of the case, <laughs> right? I tried, I tried talking about manual. He screamed at <laughs> Let me go. <laughs> That's pretty cool. I did like 14 I saw one time, though. I heard you shot down someone $800 Oh, for the manual that you guys see out there? Yeah. And there's like somebody trying to sell a little Samson those people for like 750 those, those people, or something? The people offering that amount of money are making it worse. Someone offered 800 yeah. and you said no. That's crazy, right? Let him take it to eBay. You know what I mean? Let him. That's Where'd you get your little Where'd you get your little Samson? There's some dude. Just some dude gave it to me. I don't know. Some jerk. Here, take this. Guy named I Bill. I don't want it. Right. Oh, nice. Anything? anything yeah, I think else? I saw your. Yeah, yeah. Um, you tweeted that. I found it. It's in pretty decent shape. Uh, Magic School Bus, one of the, the Sega educational ones. Nice. Kind of hard yeah, to it's, find. it's like our last show, right? So our last show yeah. that we had this big topic was you know like gamer versus collector, and you know when you're buying like Magic School Bus yeah. titles. Really? <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. It's, it's just... So, and, but the, I'm a complete box Genesis collector. And what's hard though is with the sports games, they're all the thicker. So yeah. you gotta find like the super cheap, yeah, sport games. Yeah. Or or NHLPA ninety three. That's an EA case though. Yeah. Yeah. I've right. got like twelve costs of, of like Madden ninety two. <laughs> Stripping the cases, right? But you can't use them for anything other than sports because the cases are thicker than yeah. the yeah. sports games. I understand. And then they did that horrible thing in the Genesis Lifetime where they switched to the cardboard, right? Oh, so like Yeah. So and it happened, I think, like right as the 32X came out, because there are some plastic uh, Doom uh, uh, cases out there, right? There's, yeah. a, there's like two or three uh, 32X that have plastic cases, and I don't like. I'm not usually a variant guy, but like whatever. There's like three of them. I'll add them. The one that killed me is like Fancy Star Four, like because I bought that when that came out, and the game was like like 90 bucks or something brand new, and they sold it. And you're like, it's I'm spending this much money, you're giving me a stupid piece of cardboard. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then also, care. my mom, uh, uh, when I got the 32X, there was, a, like, when it first came out, there was already, like, a mail-in rebate to try to get people to, like, here, buy, like, three games, get, like, five you bucks back for each one. You bought that thing on launch? But no, my mom did. So, <laughs> after my mom bought my 32X, somebody got, somebody she then cut the UPCs out of all the boxes, because you needed to send the original UPCs for the rebates, and I was like, Mom, <laughs> ruined my boxes, but... Yes, because all those great 32X games are oh, yeah. Around. I have all of the 32X games except for one. But like when you're building your collection, like I find myself buying bad cardboard games if the outer sleeve is. And oh, I got you. Oh, the, the tray nice insert. Right? I got you. Yeah, 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 I think we talked a little bit about that yeah, last I, night. I, right? if, if I needed to, I would. Like if I needed to replace pieces, the one that I have that's not really probably the greatest shape is uh, uh, Cosmic Carnage, which is a super common one. Um, and it's not that it's in bad shape, it's just like the spine is just ever so slightly faded. And you would never look at it and say it's faded, but in front of like all the other perfect ones, it's like, oh, it's a slightly lighter yellow. Um, but yeah, I would totally uh, swap pieces out. Like cardboard. I know some people are like, like, oh, well, that's not the tray that originally came in that game. I don't care. Um, it's, it's a piece of cardboard. And I know some people are like, no, I want the whole original thing, but it just doesn't matter to me that much. Yeah. So let's talk about some of the things that we picked up at the show. So um, were any of you here yesterday? I know a couple of you, because I saw so they had, um, there's a homebrew guy that's back here that's selling the uh, new homebrew NES cart, the Dragon Leap, and then the bread and butter, the Master System one. And I just knew because like I bought his last one that he put out and, I, and he sent an email around like some people like, hey, I got a mailing list. So he sends it out and he's like, hey, I'm going to have like 30 copies of this for sale at the show. And I'm like, great, I'm going to be at the show. How do I make sure I get a copy? And he's like, well, you just have to kind of find me. I'm not, you know, taking pre-orders or anything. And I asked him, I said, well, I want to make sure I get in there, like, the first night because you're going to sell out of this thing. And he's like, oh, no, seriously, dude, I'll have these things through Saturday or whatnot. And, yeah, they're gone. So if you wanted one, I'm sorry. I bought an extra one. <laughs> I bought an extra one to flip. So, um, But that's kind of fun. We're going to talk a little bit more about convention collecting in a minute, and we'll get into some of those. But I picked up, I picked up both. So I picked up the Dragon Leap. I got two copies of that, and I picked up the Bread and Butter. And to my knowledge, that's the first cart-produced Sega Master System homebrew. So he still had a few left. If you haven't got one that interests you, you might want to run over his table after this and see if he still got it. Because, you know, if you look anything, I mean, Lord knows what the Sega Master System is going to do compared to anything else. But like the very first um, NES homebrew garage cart's worth a lot of cash mm. right now. So uh, 
granted that was a lot of years ago, but you never know. And then also there's a show title, right? So there's a, they made that Mackay Island repro that you can pick up like at the ticket thing uh, in the door. And it's complete, comes with a nice map and whatnot. It's just basically a rework of a Famicom cart. That they Translation, put in, right? In, in ESL. Yeah, and there's not a lot, I don't think, to really translate that much. But uh, I picked that up as well. Has anybody else grabbed that one? Wayne, you grab one? All right. <laughs> Winner. All right. I'm, I'm a sucker for, like, exclusives, right? <laughs> so, like, I know, like, there's a part of that little part of my brain that goes, hey, wait a minute, you're not going to get that somewhere else, or if you do, you're going to pay through the nose for it. So I'm like, yeah, sure, I'll bite the bullet. And I did. I did. Um, I also got a couple manuals. Uh, there was a guy that's, uh, we were trying to track him down a little earlier. I don't know where he moved because last night he was in one spot. But he just had, like, a lot of manuals um, separate that he was selling. So I picked up a an uninvited and a commando NES manual. The uninvited manual is just beautiful. Yeah. Super crisp. Five bucks for both of them. I thought that's pretty fair, right? Um, he had a lot of the common ones, but I don't see the uninvited manual that much, and that one being that kind of shape. And I love, like, the Captain Commando on the, the on Captain the Capcom series, yeah. early NES manuals because you're like, oh, Captain Commando. <laughs> it looks so awesome, but there's no Captain Commando game on the NES, which struck me as really weird, but that's pretty cool. Those are something I got. Like, we'll get into this more on the topic, but... Today I've kind of told myself like I'm probably not going to buy today, and we'll get more into why that is in a little bit. So, so Bill, I have a shorter list of the things I've acquired. Uh, you worked all yesterday. I did. I, I probably gave you some of your tickets. Um, so uh, I, I ended up picking up that Dragon Leap card as well. Uh, uh, Chris grabbed it for me uh, over there because I was uh, I was working. Um, other than that, I mean, I have kind of like a list of things I'm looking for, mainly to complete parcels um, uh, and. Uh, I recently picked up a, a Battletoads Double Dragon cart at a flea market for a pretty decent price with a manual. Um, so I, I'm on the fence of like, do I try to find an empty box or do I flip them and get something else? So that's kind of what I'm thinking. Um, if anyone's interested, absolutely come talk to me. Um, also, a young Indiana Jones cart and manual I found at the flea market. Same thing. It's like dude, that box is more affordable. Like I don't think you're going to have too much problem finding that box. So. Um, and I also brought a couple of Play Choice 10 carts for trade. Um, I, I was hoping that there'd be like maybe a couple arcade people like selling some Play Choice carts. I'd really like a Castlevania or a Metroid. Um, but yeah, like I, I've been to a couple shows where they do like swap meets. So they'll set up a room and you don't have to yeah. be a vendor or pay for anything. You just bring a box of your crap and set it down, put your name on the box and kind of like, you know, mill around the room, like uh, seeing if there's any, anybody you want to trade with. Uh, we've done this uh, uh, at Retro Games Plus uh, in the past and it's, it's really cool. Um, so they don't have anything like that, but I did talk to the a guy who's running the show, Paul, um, and he said, "Oh, absolutely! Like you know, people can trade with each other, no problem." Because I didn't know if there'd be like you know, there's like an, a dedicated that. area to it, right? Yeah. So it's like you, what, you walk up to random strangers, like, "Hey, I got stuff yeah. you want to trade." Yo, what do you got? So uh, right. I, I'd love it if it became like a regular part of a con, is like you know, like set up a swap meet area. Um, and then, you know, just to see what you can come up with. Um, so for me, like, I have, like, a shopping list when I go to a convention. This will actually yeah, I've seen probably, some of you with your lists, yeah. too. This is, this is probably so. more, of a, more of a topic thing, but, like, I've got, you know, on my shelf at home, I've got the, the games where I just need the manual, the games where I need the cart, and then the games where I need, like, the box. Um, so I basically have, like, there, there's, of course, stuff that, like, if I see it, it's a good price, I'll just grab it. Um, but I'm, I'm really excited to, like, complete things. Um, like, I've got a... And it's weird the way it happens. Like I, I had like a, I got a cart only, like the red label Blades of Steel cart like a while ago. And I was like, well, I want to complete. And then someone really wanted the cart, so I just sent it to him. And then another guy in the forums like, oh, do you want this red uh, 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 sleeve um, box and manual? That's <laughs> always the way it works. So right? now I need, so now I need that red uh, uh, Blades of Steel cart and like you know a couple manuals. But uh, that's yeah, why we, I don't get rid of anything. Yeah. I just... But we'll talk about that uh, when we get to the topic. But yeah, that's that's all I've really picked up so far. Um, I'm tomorrow. I think is my shopping day. Yeah, I, I think somehow you forgot to work in that you have like 400 laser discs to sell. I do. <laughs> Does anyone enjoy just super? I can't say high fidelity, but fidelity. Anyone just just fidelity? regular, regular fidelity. So yeah, right? it's uh, uh, the video store I used to work at years ago. They closed, and I sold a bunch of games from them a while ago. But then the, she called me up, and she was like, "You want to do laser discs?" And I'm like, "Well, I'm not an expert, but I'll you know I'll take what you have and I'll see what I can do." And there's just nobody who, like. The, and part of the problem is you go on Craigslist, and people are selling like 100 laser disc movies, you know, fifty dollars. So I put them up for like okay, like you know, a dollar a piece, like whatever you want. So I have 400 laser discs uh, for sale. The problem is shipping them. They're a pound each. So, I mean, you ship a media mail so you can get away with it, but uh, it's just, it's a little nutty. Yeah, no. Yeah. So, so we talked a little bit about uh, convention exclusives, um, which, are, which are cool. Uh, 
you know, if you're, especially if you're into uh, homebrews or uh, repros or translations. Um, and that's gotten to be a really big thing lately, it seems like. I mean, uh, you know, hey, we're going to have just... And I really, maybe I don't understand the mentality. I'm not a creator, don't get me wrong. But, like, if I'm a creator and I'm selling a product and I say I'm just going to have 30 of these, but I'm still just going to charge whatever the base price is, why would I do that, I guess? I'm like, why wouldn't I try to sell as many as I humanly could? I mean, maybe there's something else that's behind that. I mean, for collectors, I can see it's like, oh, only 30? All right, yeah, I'm going to go pick that up because I'm never going to find it again or I'm going to pay through the nose. Like the one that was last year, I don't know if anybody's here, that it was... um, Still the dragon, whatever it was. Was it Dragon Leap? Dragon Leap was this year. Right. So I don't remember what it was, but anyway. Um, that one, you know, the, the copies that sold here, again, still like the same limited run. This year, you know, on Nintendo Age, you can, they're going for somewhere like around 140 bucks. So I definitely said, all right, I want to get in on that. But that seems to be something that, like, okay, why would you only make so many? I would just keep making stuff and selling them to make money. But, I mean, I'm not going to complain from a collector's perspective. Right. But I see a lot more of that going on. Um, or just, like, these really tight, limited runs. And I guess a lot of that, too, is to try to draw people into the convention, make sure you come, show up, and kind of be a part of that. But um, I think it's really cool that people are taking their time, I mean, these days to continue to make stuff. And part of what we're going to get into a little bit later is... Um, well, or pretty much right now. Cause yeah, we can do it. Who cares, <laughs> right? Um, we've, if you guys are interested, we've got some little fly, flyer handouts for a new NES homebrew that's going to be coming out, too. That's Arm for Battle. And we have nothing to do with it. We don't make a dime. We're not trying to. We just love homebrew stuff. So um, we, we want to make sure. We've got a couple flyers and stuff if you leave. If you haven't already got one. If you're interested and you want to know more about it, it's there. He's got a YouTube uh, video that has, like, a little demo as well. So it looks kind of cool. And, I'm a big supporter of homebrew stuff, so that's pretty cool. I like to see that stuff happen. So how do you guys feel about the pricing at conventions? I see a lot of smiles already. Versus the pricing yeah. you find other places. Um, like what, what, which is what I'm starting to see a little bit. Um, I mean, I've been to other conventions before. You kind of go there. Um, and I don't know if stuff is being marked up a tiny bit when you come to a convention just to kind of take advantage of the, you know, the... The, the, the exactly the audience that you're trying to sell to um, and then maybe the prices kind of come down as the convention goes on so they don't have to pack up stuff and go home um, but how do you guys feel about the pricing uh, at conventions especially this one compared to what you guys normally see out there through the roof. Through, yeah pretty big yeah do you, do you, I mean one of the things that I think is um, with like you know what I call museum pieces so you have those games that like like there's a little Samson out there for $750 um, I almost think that they don't want to sell it I almost think that they just want it to be there, sort of like, oh, look at how look at how much cred these guys have, you know, or an Earthbound cart for two ninety. I know that cart's kind of been taken off a little bit lately, but um, you know, we we talked a little bit about uh, for for me personally. I know a lot of people have already bought stuff. The first couple of days are kind of getting the whole layout of the place, seeing who's got what, who's easy to talk to. Um, I'm not talking about haggling as much as like, hey man, like this is missing the manual, it's kind of creased. Like, I'm not looking for a huge discount, but like, you know, what can you do on this? I'll take it. Um, you know, as long as you're kind of nice with people and stuff like that, like I really almost never buy stuff at cons until the last day, unless it's like something that's like, you know, three, four bucks to fill a hole, or if it's like, you know, or if it's the thing that like, I don't know if that's going to be there in a couple of days, you know? Um, so, so for me, like, I kind of feel like and, and the people that write firm on their price tags, do you guys even bother asking these people? No, because they probably... Yeah, because, I mean, if you guys are anything like me, I mean, I kind of, you know, here yesterday, I'm kind of watching what's going on. Not all the vendors are here, right? So you can have a limited thing. And now, you know, today's the heyday, right? Today's when everybody's going to show up. Most of the vendors are going to be here. And who knows if they're here tomorrow or whatever the case is. I was so. talking the hedgehog in case. You know, <laughs> wow. Go beat him. Go get him. Right? So, um, and I think I may even notice, it seemed like yesterday, like the prices were, they're bad. Don't get me wrong. But they weren't like atrocious. They were like, okay, this is a bit to stomach. Maybe if I found something, I was like, oh, yeah, I really want that. Uh, okay, I'll spring for it. And to me, I think, I honestly think, some of the prices on some of these vendors has gone up today, that they've raised their prices from yesterday because they know they're going to get more eyeballs and more chance to sell. No, I don't have proof of this. <laughs> it's, just a, it's just a gut feeling that I have. I think I may have seen it. You, you've seen it? From around mm. yesterday. And then yesterday, I mean, and then tomorrow you'll see that taper, right? Like Bill Oak was talking about. People want to start moving some stock. They don't want to have to take as much stuff home. Cash speaks, right, towards the end of the convention. So there's always that process, and I always do that as well. If I'm going to be at that last day of the show, 
that's when I'm going to try to do my buying, unless mm. it's something I have to buy because it's not going to be there. Mm. Because they're going to be a lot more receptive to my bargains. Yep. And uh, there, there's a tiny thing that I've, that I've tried in the past. Uh, uh, in, in my old retail days, one of the tricks uh, that they say is like when you're talking to a customer about a product, put the product in their hand. Um, so one of the things, kind of the reverse of that, is when you walk up to buy something to make an offer, you don't make the offer like just holding their, the game in your hand with your other hand empty. Like if you have a little bit of cash in your hand, even if it's like a five or whatever, just like uh, like psychologically them seeing the cash like that you're about to hand to them, like it, it's, it does like make a little bit of a difference I found. So I mean, there, but I'm not usually in for like tricks or anything like that. I know that you in the past have talked about having different amounts of money in different pockets. I so, see smiles so, and nods. So, Everybody so here, knows the so, garage sale. So, here, so here's my three dollar pocket, my seven dollar pocket. You want like a couple dollars less than like all the round numbers. You keep so a then you're like, oh, how, how much is that? Oh, that's yeah. ten bucks. Oh, reaching the seven pocket. Oh, would you take seven? Really so, though? Yeah, you yeah. do. I mean, because. People see the money. You gotta right? know that's your it. pockets, see though. The money. And that's, you gotta know those pockets. Oh, there's the twenty. Oh, Oops. would you take a <laughs> hundred? <laughs> yes, yes, I will. Um, so yeah, I have no problem with tricks and whatnot because these guys are <laughs> no these guys are trying to get them. you right. Yeah. It's a game, right? These guys are out to make as much as yeah. they can make, and, and I'm no, out to pay as little as I can pay. And there's nothing wrong with so, either position. No, there's, there's nothing, nothing wrong, wrong with a business trying to make it's money theirs, or they can you try trying to, to make a deal. It. Yeah, yeah, and and I'm gonna try to get the best deal I can. So definitely haggling, right? I know some people for some reason sometimes are a little scared of haggling, but there's no time that I'm dealing with a vendor out here that I'm not haggling. Right, and, and he, yeah, and and I think what makes what like comes into and tells my brain like don't haggle, don't haggle is like sometimes I'm so excited to see a thing that I just <laughs> want to that I just want to have it, and then I buy it and I walk away and I'm like, there's no manual in this box, you know, like I didn't like check it out like that. So like you yeah. really kind of have to like you see something, and you have to okay get your emotions ready, get get in check, and then just like you know go go after it you know I'm, I'm not a good haggler at all yeah and be slow right yeah. wish, I mean that's you know like yesterday I mean it wasn't a big deal no big deal but like the manuals like the guy's like oh seven and I'm like I'm not you know I'm not gonna pay attention I'm like oh you know and so they know that right but before I do the come back gonna... I do the old you just stare at it for a minute right <laughs> yeah. you just hold it and you stare at it I've, seen, you pawn, like, I've seen Pawn Stars I know how this yeah, works there you go like I'm just you put your blackout glasses on you're just like, okay, I'm just going to let it sit and ruminate for a minute, right? <laughs> like, I can buy this, but... And he knows I kind of want it, right? So then you come back and you go, okay, well, I'll do the five. And, you know, you know you're done or whatever. And, I'm, you know, we're talking about $2, which is not a big deal. But it's a game, right? And it's kind of fun. I mean, to me, it's kind of fun to play that little haggle game because they expect it. And that's part of the buying thing as well, right? So that's when you talk about people write whatever firm... I'm done. I'm not. I'm not here to talk to you. Yeah, right? it, it's it's like them telling you I have no interest in speaking to you. Yeah. My only interest yeah. is in you handing me that amount of money yeah. and getting the hell out of here. Yeah, really. And it's right. like, and, and the thing is, I don't know if you guys have ever gone into this where I don't like buying from people that I don't like, and that's just that's just me. Um, I, I I see a lot of people I agree with that. Like I've I've gone to like you know like you go to a Craigslist meetup and like uh, granted there's a lot of shady Craigslist meetups where you're like gonna get murdered, gonna get murdered, gonna get murdered. <laughs> give me the thing and let me get out of here. That's where you get the best. But price. at the same time, like there, there's there's like you know when you do like email exchanges, you get on the phone with somebody and someone's just like just terrible to you. Like even if it's a great deal, there's a point where I'm like I don't want to look at that in my collection and think of that person. So I don't I, feel so that I won't way do at it. all. And I, I feel, feel the, that way at And all. I feel the same way with certain vendors. Like if I walk to like, hey guy, how's it going? <sighs> Done. <laughs> Not talking to you anymore. Like I, I'd rather like have a nice conversation. It's the crazies that you get the best deals from, though, right? Mm. Isn't it? I mean, like, or the person that you're looking like, you're probably gonna go buy some meth as soon as I put this money in, <laughs> right? <laughs> You should just bring meth to the show. <laughs> How much meth? But tell me, tell me you guys have done it, right? You go out to a Craigslist deal, and it's always like, I got to meet in public because I'm not going to your house, or whatever, right? So we're meeting at Walmart parking lot or whatever, right? And they come out, and you're like, oh, oh crap, dude. crap, You are gonna strung out on something, or you need something, and you're going to take this little yeah. pin. But then, I mean, there's this. The, uh, all right, the, maybe the, it's the, evil. the person you stole these from isn't here, right? They're not going to follow I worry me. about this. Sometimes I'm like, oh, the pawn shop wouldn't buy these from you, right? Mm. 
So there's this little evil part of my brain that goes, man, I'm going to get the best deal ever because this person just wants cash, right? <laughs> and I can lowball the living crap out of them, and they're going to take yeah, that cash. Because you're, when you say to them, I'll give you $20 for these 100 games, they're not thinking, those games are worth more than that. They're thinking, that's $20 a meth. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, maybe let's move on. I don't want to say I'm supporting somebody's meth habit, but, you know, I'm just saying. I, I Don't get me wrong. Like, hoarder guy... I know. I mean, I just know. Like sometimes with his buddy, he, he he's going to get beers or whatever right afterwards. I mean, that's why he's. I'll go with him. And that's why he's got all this crap in his house. That's why he's not just selling it at once because he's like petering it out when like oh I need some booze money or something. This guy he'll just come and he'll give me cash and I'll go do it. And not sorry, I don't yeah. think he's a raging alcoholic or anything. And, and, and actually, I've done it the opposite where like when someone's really nice and like you meet up with them and like you really like they're like yeah I'll take oh, man I'll take twenty bucks oh, and you man. see all this stuff and then you start talking to them and like they're really nice and they have kids and they're don't trying you to feel do stuff bad, and you're like you know what. Do take forty. Like, you know, <laughs> I'll, I'll do it. Like you know, if, if I'm gonna do it one way, like I'll, I'll help the people who I really think are good. Out, I've done that so. a few times where I've like I've haggled with somebody and then I get their story and I'm like, I feel like crap. Someone, now. yes. Right. Well, someone. Okay, I'll pay. And especially yeah. like if I know it's like worth like a lot more than that. Like I, I've had people like give me a price and like as much as I would have loved to have been like, yeah, I'll take it for that. I was like, oh. I'm gonna feel bad about this. I'm gonna go I, off on a weird I, tangent on that because I don't know if you listen to the show. That's what we do. Guy on Nintendo Age posts, right? Like how he had gone, he like, you know, see those Craigslist posts, they're like awesome deals or whatnot. Guy does one of those answer posts, right? Which you hate. That's like, oh no, you should really hold to it. It's really worth like X dollars or whatever. And the dude gets so much hate. I mean, like everybody's like, why in God's name did you do that? <laughs> right? Either you buy it or you let somebody else have the deal. Don't ruin it for somebody. Yeah. But. Like, I'll, I'll see good deals and I'm like, wow, that's not up my alley, but someone's going to get away with that, like, for a really good yeah. price. Like, just let, let it happen. It'll be over soon. Yeah, don't be that. Don't be that person, right? It's like, you know, you don't know that person on Craigslist. They're not gonna like give you a chunk of that back. Or I, I had someone on Craigslist once like post my name. Whoa! What is a liar? <laughs> <laughs> As like the name of the of the post, like like I like I put out a thing. I tried one time. Like, let me see if like putting out a post for like. It was like, hey, like, I put a, a picture of my collection, and I was like, hey, like, I really am a collector. I will literally sit there with you and look up, like, what these games sell for. I'll give you a little bit less than what they sell for, so we both get a fair thing. I was trying to be legit about it, and um, some guy, you know, he's like, hey, I got a box Dreamcast. And I'm like, yeah, sure, like, that'd be cool. He want 20, 30 bucks for it with some games. So he sends me a picture, and it looks like it took a bath. Like, he's like, oh, it was in the attic. And I was like, oh, yeah, sorry, dude. Like, uh, like I would be, you know, it's just not in that condition. Like, maybe there's something else. Like, yeah, you yeah. can do something else. Yeah. And then, like, the next, like, you didn't respond to me for like two days so we had time to fume over it and then <laughs> I was like Bear McGee is a liar and the whole thing was like he's not a collector stay away from him and I was like report 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 <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know if it damaged my reputation at all but I haven't done those ads like who has reputation on Craigslist right I mean nope. come on change man. your email address fresh <laughs> feedback <laughs> who cares I mean it's always anonymize your whatever your stuff mm. is nobody cares mm. about that um, that's funny but no that's pretty cool stuff I mean the but kind of back to conventions and stuff. I mean, and the other little trick sometimes is to play dealers against each other. Do you guys ever do that? Like, oh, this guy's got it for that over here, right? Like, and sometimes they'll like come down or they'll kind of come cut a little bit lower than that. So sometimes that's good too that you use that trick. You ever do that one? I'm not good at haggling. Oh. <laughs> I don't. I don't know that trick. Bill just like, has unending cash. So if you want to sell something to Bill, a couple fives in different pockets. <laughs> I don't know. I think it's you got to work the system, right? I, I, no, I, I do have to get better at it, and and I'm starting to kind of come down off my uh, like high of like seeing a thing. Like so, now that I've like come across a few little Samsons and come across a few like uh, I don't mean to name drop, but like you know like the, the, some of the rare stuff, and you're like, okay, now that I've seen that, what I, what I really don't want to do is like get really cynical and be like, oh yeah, I've seen that before. Like I still want to have the excitement of like seeing how cool oh, yeah. something is, um, but at the same time, you know, like it's I, to me, it's about that vendor, like just just starting up that conversation and just like. If he's a cool dude, if he's something, you know, kind of like selling out of his own collection, just like, I'm just going down to games that I really like. Oh, this dude, uh, uh, Marshall, um, he's at the, like the very last table at the end right there. Uh, he's, he's wearing the hat. Um, uh, really, really cool dude. And he's just selling stuff out of his collection and he'll work with you. And those are just the best vendors. Like they're just, they're just, uh, they're easy to work with. They're, they're, they'll, they'll work with you. They're reasonable and they don't, you know, it's, it's just, I really like liking the person I'm buying games from. I don't know if, that, if that's a thing. Bill takes an emotional journey, I guess. I really do. I'm, I'm on like, one right this now. stuff, right? I'm <laughs> buying stuff. It's not that big of a deal. That's all right. <clears throat> we wanted to mention a thing that's a little bit off since we're running lower on time, but um, 
thing that's not usually discussed a lot, well, maybe it's a little bit more than it should be in our show, is um, a little bit about tabletop, just because Bill's going to be here doing some of that. So I want to give Bill a minute to kind of... Oh, thank you. Literally a minute. I really don't want to take up too much time. Um, uh, obviously, being like a big retro collector um, through you know all the stuff that I do, um, that's, that's kind of like the main reason I came down here. But uh, just a couple years ago... I was listening to like a couple podcasts where the guys, it was like video game podcast, but they were talking about, like they would mention tabletop and I was like, well, let me give this a try. And I just ended up like, uh, you know, going like a free play, um, like an open board game night at a local shop. Um, and besides just being some of the coolest people, like they just want to teach you how to play a game. And like, you know how like, you, like the first thing you would think is like, well, yeah, they want to get you to buy some stuff. And like, they really don't care that <laughs> they just want you into it. Get into it. Awesome. Go trade on board game geek. Like go like, you know, buy from Amazon or cool stuff. Um, and I, you know, it might be the, a little bit of the collector in me, but I ended up, like, over the last couple of years amassing, like, you know, like, 50 or, or, or something like that, uh, just awesome tabletop games. So, and that's one of the reasons I volunteered here, besides, like, just to be a part of the show, is I brought, like, two totes of my own uh, personal board game collection just to teach anybody who wants to learn how to play anything. So, um, after the show, I'm going to be just going straight over to tabletop. If anyone wants to learn a game, um, I'll be over there. Uh, we'll play a short one, we play a long one, like whatever you want. Again, I thought this would be a nice day to do it because um, it's going to just be so crazy on the marketplace floor and the prices are kind of up there. Um, so if you guys are doing what we're doing and kind of like making a list and like going to be doing some shopping tomorrow, um, just come and hang out. Um, I've, I've literally got a little bit of everything, uh, some of the big ones, some of the obscure ones, ones that take five minutes, ones that take ten hours. So whatever you want to do, I'm down. And um, I want to mention as well for, we'll be out and about pretty much most of the rest of the evening. So I mean... If you haven't already, you know, feel free to stop by, chit chat for a little bit, love hearing from people, and you know, if you listen to the show, that's great. If not, hey, it's fun to kind of talk to fellow collectors as well. Yep. Um, we don't and, do it for money; we do it for fun. Yeah, and um, there's after the show. I think the main show ends at like seven tonight, and I mean, if you've got like the super pass, you'll be going on to whatever it is, right? But if you're going to be ending at seven, and um, we'll probably be catching a little dinner after that. So if you guys want to kind of get together and do a little meetup and have dinner with us. Um, just feel free to either catch us or you can tweet us at CollectorCast. And um, what we'll do is we'll just have a little meetup after the end of the show. So if anybody's interested, fun to talk some games, get some food, maybe a few beers or something. But uh, have some fun. We should uh, thank John. <laughs> John. <laughs> Are we clapping? I don't know. <laughs> Thanks, John. John, This is John White. So if you've listened to the show, we did an interview with John, uh, one of our earlier episodes. He is a homebrew programmer. He did Assimilate on the NES, so if any of you have that, you, you can thank him. <laughs> He's also running our camera. Animal Crossing is so. really good if you guys didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> Much more interesting than we are, I understand. Yeah. <laughs> I, I should have mentioned at the beginning of the show, like, like as a courtesy to others, please put your 3DSs in spot pass mode to get yeah. as many as possible. Yeah. And I know the next panel's got to come in, so we need to really wrap up. So the last oh, thing. Oh, thank you. Thank all you guys. <laughs> yeah. So last thing I just want to mention again is if you already listen to the show, thank you very much. We really appreciate it. If you don't listen to the show, please check us out, collectorcast.com. Twitter at CollectorCast. You can find us. Happy to talk collecting and uh, hope you guys enjoy it and, and hope you guys enjoy the rest of the show. So thank you very much for taking the time to listen. Thank you.